With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Talk Recorded live. <laughs> I've been listening to that since 2011. That just cracks me up. I swear to God. So uh, today, today is uh, Sunday, May 21st. It is a little after 6. 30 p.m., 6.34 to be exact, on uh, uh, session number one of Happily Ever After with me and Annie Kate. I love Annie Kate. She knows this. <laughs> and I know yeah. this. We've been loving it. I've been loving her for many years now, and I'm finally happy. Yay! I'm able to take care of her. Yay! Awesome. <laughs> so, yes. um, so, so, so we're going to meet this program is called Happily Ever After, and there's a reason for it, because... I've discovered that relationships are very, very simple, and most of the time it's easy. Um, the hardest times is when you got to deal with death, when you got to deal with, you know, um, um, uh, situations you just don't want to deal with. But even in those cases, in those situations, what there is to do is clear and simple. It just ain't easy to have to deal with. Okay, so um, in 99% of the cases in a relationship, it's easy to deal with. Then you're going to find out how come um, because uh, you're just missing the, 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 the number one, uh, the, the third of the three pieces that need to happen in order for people to be happy in their relationship for more than 20 years. So um, what I've discovered over the years is that um, there's three aspects, uh, there's three developmental stages, I'll call it that, that humans go through, um, you know, in the area of relationships. And so the first one is uh, how to get somebody. And, you know, usually by the time somebody's halfway through college, they know how to get somebody. You know, by the time they're 20, 21, they know how to get somebody. They've been on a few dates. They've been with some people. They went on dates a few times with the same person. They kind of feel comfortable being able to recognize somebody like them and vice versa, you know. And so uh, for people who, who don't meet their high school sweetheart or don't marry their high school or college sweetheart, um, they usually end up uh, looking at the second stage of development, which is how to keep somebody. Because, you know, they, they get their heart broken, and next thing you know, they're wondering, what the heck do I need to do? And so they now they, they hustle towards how to keep somebody with them. You know, and, and they, they don't realize that they're over there hustling to try to stay, uh, keep from being alone, rather than, you know, is this relationship really working or not? But, you know, they have a couple of relationships, two, three years here, a year there, five years here. Some people be in a relationship 10 years, don't get married. I think they're crazy, but anyhow, whatever. And then, um, you know, eventually they get frustrated, like, ah, what the hell? And what they don't know is they haven't learned how to do the third thing, which is how to choose the right somebody. Happily ever after is mostly about choosing the right somebody. And then secondarily, about how to keep the right somebody. So it's, it's mainly number three and, and, and a lot of number two, but it's mainly focused on number three, section, third stage. So that's what you're going to be going through. And so um, the reason why I say that relationships are, are simple, and I know it's crazy, right? You would think that um, a relationship would be, you know, we, we think relationships are more complicated than running a business. I mean, 
<laughs> when you think about it, that's like insane, right? How could being married or wanting to get married be harder than running Facebook? You know, we got almost <laughs> two billion, almost two billion people on it, right? And, you know, and you include the businesses that's connected to it. Probably half the planet is involved with, like, literally, mathematically, half the planet is connected to Facebook for crying out loud. So, how could that be simpler to run than a one-on-one relationship? It's crazy. So forget about that, Macy's, you know, a hospital, you know, all the relationships that have to happen in those those places, it's, uh, romantic relationships, when you understand them, it, it's, like, it's like child's play once you understand them. And if you don't understand it, it's like torture. So uh, I'm promising to take away the torture and give you the child's play and you can have fun and you can go focus on something else in your life, right? Mm-hmm. All right, that makes sense, right? I mean, you might not believe it, but that makes sense, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Keep it real here. You don't have to believe it, but at least it makes sense. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm laughing, too, because I'm like, you know what? If I was in your situation, I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. So what? Because I'd be looking at all the things that have happened in my life. I'm like, I don't want to say, get the fuck out of here. But I'm kind of saying, get the fuck out of here, you know? So, uh <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, so there's six sessions. So let me tell you each uh, each of the six sessions of how this program is designed. So um, this is this program is designed to be informational, and with the information I give you, it's going to make you ask questions or make you know either to understand it or bring up some other stuff. And as you bring up the other stuff, I'll be able to dissolve those things. But I don't know exactly what there is to dissolve. So I'm going to start with the information, and then as you start talking, I'll be like, okay, here's how you handle this, or here's how you take this away, or something. Okay, I'll share a lot of my own personal stories, um, you know, as necessary or as needed. Uh, I'm going to be using landmark language, but this is not a landmark program. We're going to be using landmark language because it's something we have in common that will help us get to the point quicker. But I promise you, you ain't never heard almost none of this stuff from landmark. Like, really? Like, oh. Like, but if you hear this stuff, I promise you, when you hear this stuff, you're going you, to you're gonna be like, Landmark don't know nothing about relationships compared to this guy here. You're going to think that. Well, maybe you don't think that, but what you're going to know is this stuff here is not, this is not Landmark stuff. I promise you. This is not recap of the relationship seminar or something like this. This is brand new stuff. Uh, almost all of it is like never been seen before um, because it's been coming from my personal experience. Uh, plus mm-hmm. my practice, you know, doing this for uh, 11 years now, and, um, and then, you know, coming from spirit as well. Uh, a lot of my work is spirit-guided. Like I meditate, and then I get stuff in meditation, and I, and I teach people with it or, or show people with it or dissolve their blind spots and stuff. And so, yeah, you, you'll see. You'll be like, huh? Oh, I never heard that shit. So <laughs> I'm just letting you know that ahead of time, okay? Um, okay. So now. I'm going to start off by telling you, you know, this program and, and just the nature of it. Just by describing it, will give you a hint of how much this is not a landmark. So this program is designed to tell you the five biggest problems that happen in relationships, the five, five biggest problem areas, and um, it's almost the five only problem areas, really, when you, really, when you look at it later, and, and then what to do about them. And then session six is once you understand how to manage those problems, all there is to do left, which is very, very simple. Hey, but I can't give you the, the end part because it won't make sense because you'll see all of the problems that you had in the beginning. 
So I'm going to be dissolving your problem, each of those problem areas as we go along, meaning um, I'm going to each each problem area, and I'll tell you what they are in a minute, uh, I'm going to talk about the problem, and then I'm going to talk about the solution. So if you remember any uh, communication and access to power, mm-hmm. Saturday, they talk all only, only the whole time on Saturday, they talk about the old model. What doesn't yeah. work, there's nothing, right? And then Sunday, they finally introduce you to the new model, right? So you go home on Saturday, mm-hmm. what the hell is communication, right? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> right? So, exactly. so, yeah, so here, the first half of the se- each session is going to be about the problem, and the second half about this uh, session is going to be the solution. The session is just designed to be 90 minutes, but if you listen quickly and you pull it out of me, then it'll be shorter. You know, and if not, it'll be longer, mm-hmm. but I want you to know that my commitment is for you to get it. I'm not, I'm more committed to you getting it than I am committed to how long it takes. Okay. I'm working, I'm really working on your speed uh, of, of being able to absorb it. So, um, so with all of that, here's the, here's the five biggest problems, five, the five problem areas that dissolve, uh, that, that get in the way of relations. And so the first one, and, and by the way, in order of importance, in order of impact. So the first biggest problem, most people don't know that this is a problem. They don't even know this it could be a problem, is not knowing who you really are. Okay. I'm going to explain it to you, and that's going to be session one because that's the biggest one. So we're starting off with that. Um, the second biggest problem is not understanding gender differences. Mm-hmm. The third biggest problem is not managing emotions, which is not the same thing as not knowing how to manage emotions. It's not even bothering to manage emotions because you don't know you're supposed to. Um, that's the third problem. The fourth problem is structural and other breakdowns. In other words, shock and awe. <gasps> Who did he be? And so, yeah, that's the problem, right? And then uh, miscommunication, right? And so uh, I, I hope I hope you laugh every session. I swear to God, I hope you do. Um, <laughs> and so mis- miscommunication is the fifth biggest problem. And it's funny because whenever I read articles, I hear ex- relationship experts say, communication is the most important part of a relationship. No. It's the most important tool in relationships, but it's not the most important thing in relationships. Mm-hmm. And it's not the biggest problem when, mis- when miscommun- ha- miscommunication happens because miscommunication happens because of one or, the other, one or more of the other four problems that happen in front of it. Mm-hmm. And I'll, I'll explain it to you when we go through. So, um, And then, again, session six will probably be, the, I didn't say this, it should be about the second, it should be the shortest because... You know, every time I do session six, I'm like, I want to cry because it's so beautiful, so so uh, inspiring, and that, and and it's the reason why people want to get into relationships. So we got to get all of this stuff out of the way first, and then we can start, you know, having a real real relationship. So that's what's going on. So you ready? Mhm. Any questions ready. about anything I said? Nope. I'm ready. Good. Okay. Okay. Great. <laughs> so now, are we going to cover? Um, the, the 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 bad part we got to cover the old model of communication so to speak and not knowing who you are so mm-hmm. the biggest the, the the reason why not knowing who you are is the biggest problem in a relationship here's the reason you see no one oh by the way i'm going to read and then i want to describe and then i'm going to ask that's how i'm going to do this i'm going to it's going to be a combination of reading and then describing and then checking in with you to see how you got it so i'm starting mm-hmm. with the reading part so no one thinks, believes, has a clue, or can even imagine that they don't know who they are. People think that they just don't know this thing, or they don't know that thing, or they made a mistake, or they're learning, but they know other things. Or 
how could you say such a thing like that about me? Or a million other things. Anything but. I don't know who I am. We all know the complete history of our life. We know what we know, and we know what we don't know. But, like, you know, as a landmark graduate, you know that we don't know what we don't know we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, we're like a dog who runs outside, gets away from his master, eats whatever smells like food, not knowing it just ate poison, and is happy because it ate food, and no one stopped him or her. But two days later, it's so sick that it's on his deathbed because it had no clue it ate poison. That's what happens to us when we try to make a player into a partner or a complainer or a bully or someone who can't take, take care of themselves or whatever doesn't or won't ever work for you. Mm-hmm. And, why do people, and why do people choose partners or try to make someone their partner when that person isn't close to a match for who they are and what will work for them? Because they don't know who they are. This means they don't know how their decisions will affect them now or in the future, because they don't know how those decisions will make them feel uh, will make them feel in the near future, because they don't know themselves well enough to know the difference. Mm-hmm. Now, here's, here's the impact. Yeah, are there anything you want to say, or are you just you just getting it? I'm just checking it. Um, I always think that it's not because I don't know who I am. It's just that I don't know who other people are, Got and then it. they surprise me. <laughs> yeah, they would. They would. Totally got it. We don't talk about that. We're going to cover that. When you don't know who you are, you can't see who other people are <laughs> and don't really know what you like. <laughs> <laughs> you end up guessing and then become surprised that what you thought you wanted is something you really didn't want or don't like. Not knowing who you really are causes relationship, communication, and self-fulfillment problems because you won't know yourself well enough to say what's true for you. Not because you're lying. It's because you don't know yourself well enough to choose what works for you, which will have you make choices that will make you unhappy, but you won't know it until you get what you ask for. That's usually how people don't, don't – that's usually when people find out that – they don't know who they, they no. That's when people realize that they made a mistake. If they give themselves permission to to admit that they made a mistake, that they got something but they didn't really want it, they didn't get mad at the thing that they didn't want. <laughs> Instead of themselves, for like you asking for something that they didn't know that they didn't want. So if you don't know who you are, how could you know who anyone else is? How would you know if Mister or Ms. Wright? standing right behind you in the Starbucks, next to you at a Christmas party or in front of you in the gym, would you be ready? Even if you somehow got them as a partner, could you handle the abundance of love that would come your way? Unfortunately and ultimately, if you don't know who you are, there's not enough coaching, advice, or therapy that will make a difference in the happiness and effectiveness of any relationship you could be in. It'll sound like explaining air conditioning to a caveman. It'll sound like explaining air, airplanes to Julius Caesar. What are you talking about? Makes no sense. So if you don't know who you are, your past will dominate you unless your emotional triggers dominate you or your scarcity mindset dominates you or your beliefs or your ego or your lack of effort or uh, your lack of character 
or your entitlement issues or your strong suits or your quote-unquote intelligence or your money or your blind spots or anything other than who you really are, and you won't know why things aren't working. So uh, uh, I talked about why it's a problem. I talked about the impact, and now I'm about in a couple of seconds. I'm gonna talk about what the problem actually really is. Like, get down to the bottom of it. Say anything you want to say. Now that uh, you shared that first thing, which was actually beautiful. You sound um, like a lot of people. <laughs> no, I'm ready. Okay, great. For the next great. part. Okay, the problem with not knowing who you are. Everyone thinks they know who they are. And at the same time, no one will ever know who they are completely because we're constantly growing and evolving. No one is the same at age 20 as they are at age 70. The reason we all think we know who we are is because we remember everything we've been through, the growth we've experienced, and we're much more adult now uh, than we were 10 years ago. Uh, because of this, we think we know who we are. However, how many people know their purpose in life? How many people know they're living true to their values 100% of the time? How many people know how to, stay, how to stay true to their values 100% of the time? How many people are willing to be 100% responsible for the things that happen in their life, for the choices they make in relationships, for the actions they take in life in general? So here are some of the clues that you know who you are. You're happy with who you are, number one. Number two, you change your mind very little. Number three, you make very few mistakes in the choices you make about yourself and your life. Number four, you can see through people often. Number five, you don't stay around people who don't know who they are. Actually, I should say you can't. (laughs) Anyhow, number, number six, You can tell who's mature and immature and can't stay around immature people unless you're contributing to them. Hmm. Number seven, number seven, you feel clear with the direction your life is going in, even if you're not happy with the results. The results don't discourage you from your direction. Number eight, you're not easily swayed by others' opinions, even though you're fully willing to accept them as theirs, accepting their opinions as theirs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Number nine, number nine, people who know who they are can see that you know who you are and are attracted to you because of it. Number 10, you can only really be happy in a romantic relationship with someone else who knows who they are. If they're not, if they don't know who they are, they'll feel icky and uncomfortable for you to be around. Those are your 10 clues to let you know whether you know who you are or not. So what I have discovered over the years is that when it comes to relationships, people who know who they are can only stand being in a relationship with somebody else who knows who they are. So you got two whole people who come together to, to create a greater whole. Mm-hmm. People, who, people who do not know who they are don't know that they don't know who they are. And so they end up in relationships with other people who don't know who they are. So now you got two people who are depending on the other person to make them happy, and they don't even know it. And so they put an extra burden on them. They actually, you know, uh, enhancing their own doubt, their own concerns, their own worries and fears, 
when they don't even know where they are, so how are they going to make this right decisions? They're scared if they do this, how their partner's going to feel. They're scared that if they don't do this, then they're, you know, they're worried about how their partner's going to react to them rather than, listen, my partner's either going to like this or not. And you can tell before you even get all the way in very far. It's like, it's like we never really had to ask ourselves the question, do I know who I am? And then mm-hmm. if you try to be with somebody who does, they're going to be like, you know what, I mean, I really would like to, but I don't know if this is going to go the way I think, and, you know, I'm sorry to have to be the one to tell you that, but, you know, like, you'll be pushed away by guys. Like, so, give an example, what that guy said in the text, mm-hmm. he kind of he sounded like somebody who knows who he is. Yeah. Let me, let me yeah, right, like, you know, uh, he knows his concern is that, you know, going back and forth on having kids. He knows he doesn't want to have kids, and he knows you do. And he don't want to mm-hmm. take that away from you. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't yeah. like, what's wrong with you? It's like, he knows that ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, you know, like, like I I will tell you, I I was um, dating somebody, and the relation was awesome. As a matter of fact, I, I used to tell her, I thought we should be doing a relation workshop together because she was, she, to this day, is still a woman who's not, who, who not being a relation coach, knows men in a relationship better than anybody I know. Probably better than any woman I know for sure. <laughs> and um but she wouldn't want to do nothing with me, you know what I mean? And so ended up breaking up with her after like sixteen months because like I knew we couldn't possibly live the same kind of life together. We just couldn't because she wants to go hang out and have fun. I mean granted she's a human being that wanted to make a difference and all that stuff, but like she didn't want to do it the same kind of way as me. So I could tell from being married a couple of times and, you know, a bunch of other stuff that we wasn't going to be living the same life. And, you mm-hmm. know, if you ever, if you ever notice people who have uh, been married or been together for a long time and they just kind of like drift apart, mm-hmm. that's because they didn't know themselves well enough to choose somebody who wants to live the same life as they do. And so they end up mm-hmm. living separate lives and they're like, hey, how come you don't want to do what I'm doing? How come you don't want to do what I'm doing? And next thing you know, they roommates that have sex once in a while. So actually like, you know, being two kids in a playground with each other, you know? Mm-hmm. If you don't know who you are, that playground thing ain't happening. The best you'll yeah. do is be making each other agree with each other all the damn time. Sit down. Does that resonate? Mm-hmm. All right, anything you want to say about that? Questions, comments? Um, If people are changing and growing and shifting all the time, like how do you choose somebody? How do you choose somebody if they're, yeah. Excellent question. You are a little bit ahead of, you right on point because that's what's coming next. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it, love it. Keep keep doing that. Keep staying out ahead and listening forward and asking the right question. Very good. All right, so. (laughs) Now we're going to start talking, um, yeah, I'm going to talk, well, I'm going to talk about how to solve this problem uh, right now. So, you ready? Mm-hmm. Here's what you need to know in order for you to be, happy, to be able to be happy in a relationship for more than 20 years. Here's the things you need to know about yourself. So, five things. We're going to cover those five things. So, the five things are you have to know your highest aspirations being in a relationship. I'll explain that because that's critical. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Secondly, you need to know your highest aspirations for your life, kind of like your life purpose. Uh, third, you must know what your must-have list is. I'll explain a must-have list. Number four, you must know what your what your love languages are. You, you familiar with the five love languages? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, so that'll be short. And so you, you need to know what that is for yourself. And then number five, uh, you need to know the principles your life is guided by, the principles that you that are most harmonious to who you really are. You have to live a life of principle, in other words. So um, we're going to cover this one at a time. Okay. So the most important thing, if you only get one thing out of this whole program, you're going to need to get the thing I'm about to tell you right now, which is to know your highest aspirations for being in a relationship. So couples that have been together 40 years, they're still holding hands like they're in high school. Mm-hmm. They have this. They have this. They actually know most of everything in this program, and they're doing almost everything in this program. They just don't know. that They don't have the language to communicate this stuff, uh, but they know. <laughs> and if I if I try to teach them this, they'll be like, oh, yeah, we do that. Um, they'll be just doing it. <laughs> you know, this is like this is a template. You know, like I'm going to say I, I invented it from the, the languaging of it, but people have mm-hmm. been living this for People have been living this. Humans have been living this life that I'm about to describe in their own way for millions of years. They just don't have the language for it. Mm-hmm. So the highest aspiration for and if you could if you have this one thing, you can have all kinds of upsets in your relationship, you'll still be happy in your relationship. But if you don't have this one thing, you can have almost everything else right, it's gonna be hard. So mm-hmm. um knowing your highest aspiration for being in a relationship, it turns out like the five love languages, there's only five highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And there are five categories. Like, you know, there's different expressions in each one of these five. Um, and, you know, you can dance around in the others and in support of the one, but you only have one. And you'll know it, I'm pretty sure, as soon as I say it. So let me just read you the five different highest aspirations for being in a relationship. Um, spiritual beliefs, you want to have a relationship that is... Um, uh, about you want to be with somebody uh, sharing your spiritual and sharing and expressing your spiritual beliefs together, uh, have, living a life of adventure together, living a life of parenthood and family together, living a life of making a difference together, or living a life of, life of contentment together. Like, in other words, you know, I don't care what we're doing as long as uh, we're happy and our life is working. I don't care what else has happened, and we're together. So mm-hmm. those are the five various visions that we have for wanting to be in a relationship. Like our uh, our internalized written script that we were born with about what an ideal relationship looks like. Mm-hmm. So um, does, does any one of them resonate with you? I would probably say family. Okay. Okay. But but I actually it. want all of that. <laughs> I totally got that. But if you could only have one, would it be parenthood, family? Uh, um, all right. So it's advanced. What was the first one? Uh, a life of spiritual beliefs together. 
Uh, mm. Second is it's Life of Adventure. Oh, okay, Adventure. let me just pop one at a time. All right. Third is Family Parenthood. Fourth is Making a Difference. Fifth is Contentment. Um, I would say it's either like family or contentment. Got it. I suspect I want you to consider the possibility that mm-hmm. it might be making it might be making a difference. Yeah, that's really important to me too. And there are a whole lot of future plans that involve like like medical care in third world countries that I've wanted yes. to be doing for a long time. Yes. So it's hard for me to choose yeah well i'm going to tell you what i've learned uh from doing this program here that mm-hmm. um people people that do the landmark form anybody do the landmark form but people who stay around for the SELT, they're all about mm-hmm. making a difference that's their main thing and sometimes it's about parenthood but mostly it's not. A, it would not be about family it would be about being a great parent that would have somebody want to stay around landmark to some degree but somebody did the TMLP, registered twice. No, that's a, that's a person that's about making a difference. That's 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 your, that's, your, that's I I you know like you you know you all that assisting, you know, and I'm sure you got some value out of it. Like like you had some joy out of out of being around it. So, and then you're a nurse on top of that. Yeah. You know you're you're not doing nurse because it's a good career. You know. No. Like. I mean, it is, but that's not, that's not, no, you love taking care of people. Yeah. Yeah. So consider the likelihood that your highest aspiration for being with somebody is that y'all are making a difference together. Maybe not mm-hmm. exactly the same way, but you're, you know, maybe you're the nurse and he's the entrepreneur and he's the one that's building all these nonprofits in these other countries that you want to put health for care, health benefits into or something like that. Mhm. Yeah. Does that resonate? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know it in the highest one. If you don't know that, you won't look for somebody who has that. And then you'll mm-hmm. be upset when they don't, and you don't even know why you're upset. Got it. That makes sense. See. If you're always trying to get somebody to be your, be a, you know your dad, be a dad, you know have kids together, but they don't give a crap about making a difference, you gonna have a hard time. The only place you're mm-hmm. gonna be together, the only place you're gonna be able to be together is with the kids. As soon as the kids are out of the conversation, y'all are separate again. Mm. Okay. Uh, I've lived that life. I told you for a fact. Yeah. More than once. Yeah. So you want to look and see what what's the difference you really want to make, and who wants to help? Who wants to go and make that difference with you, or who wants to participate in you making a difference, or who wants to support you in making a difference? Like they, maybe they're not the type of make the, make the difference in your area, but they're your cheerleader and your planner. You're out there doing it on your own. But when you come home, they're all up in your Kool Aid about hey what happened and celebrating and supporting <laughs> and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're making a difference their way, but then y'all share about how you make it a difference together, you know, separately but together, you know what I mean? Like, you know, and like there's a million different ways it could look, but it got to be, the context got to be 
about making a difference together because that's when you can look each other in the eye when you're laying in bed 20 years from now and you're still doing the same, you're still doing that stuff together. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't do that, then you're, you're not having your, your heart sing. Yeah. Chemistry, chemistry is great. Sex is amazing. Flirting is wonderful. But, man, living that life together when you're not doing none of those things and you get a chance to see each other winning and you get a chance to see how great each other is in the, in the areas that's most important to the both of you, I don't know nothing better. So you got to know that about yourself. If you don't know mm-hmm. that, then you, you're just never going to be happy in a relationship. Not fully, not as happy as you could be. Make yeah. sense? Yeah. Very yeah. much so. And so, you know, that's how, that's how, it's, this is the thing that people need to know about themselves. So, you know, when I look at the, these kind of things, you know, I look at uh, um, Martin Luther King and his wife, Coretta. You know, he was out there doing this thing, and she was home supporting him and making sure he was winning. She was protecting him against people that were jerking around and, you know, taking care of the kids. And when he needed support, I, I'm going to tell you, the, the thing he did for his life, there's no way he could have done it without her. There's no way he could have stood, stand strong long enough for him to have the president of the United States sign and get approved the Voting Rights Act and the Civil Rights Act. And he's not a politician. He's a, just a minister. There's no way that happens without her. I can't see how that could possibly happen because he needed to stand for it and believe in it and organize with it. And he needed somebody that was never going to doubt him for a second. Because mm-hmm. he's the kind of guy, once in a while, he would have doubts. I, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Um, you know, the, the I Have a Dream speech? Mm-hmm. So uh, he was giving that speech, but he wasn't going to say the I Have a Dream speech. He was nervous. He was kind of scared to say it. And uh, I don't know if you ever heard of this uh, gospel singer. She's in the Hall of Fame. Her name is Mahalia Jackson. She was standing behind him, and she said, tell him, Martin, six times. Tell him your dream, Martin, before he finally got the courage to say it. Martin needed somebody to support him sometimes, you know, and like, I don't blame him. Like, he's not the only one, you know? Yeah. So, so um, you want somebody that believes in you when you can't, when you don't, when you don't even know you don't. You know, you want somebody playing the same thing, playing the same game, and you're playing it together. And mm-hmm. if you don't know, you don't know what what that relationship really looks like. You can't have it, or you'll be you'll get it by luck, and you won't understand how you got it. But you'll be happy you got it. You you know what I'm saying? But you. Mm-hmm. So, is this is this resonating? Is this landing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This right here is six hundred bucks worth. Everything else is extra. I swear to God, this is this is. I would I'm not gonna say that, but I mean this is and there's plenty of comments. I promise you. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, so that's that. So the second thing is you got to know what your life purpose is. Because if you don't, you won't be able to live it, and you won't feel like who you are to yourself. So, I'll give you an example of what I mean. Do you ever remember watching uh, the Cosby Show back in the day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my kids used to watch it when they was little. Since you're the same age, I'm sure you was watching the same age they were. They used to say. 
Dad, he was like Bill Cosby. So that was a lot of fun, you know? <laughs> I was a lot of fun. I played pranks. I didn't take no shit. And I was easy on them until they gave me a hard time. We lived a life of agreements. They loved that. I didn't even, mm-hmm. I think my oldest, my oldest one I gave her four butt with her whole life. My youngest one, she never got a butt with it because I made agreement with them. Listen, I'm never going to give you a hard time about anything um, if, if you had nothing to do with it. So I'm never going to think I'm going to say, oh, that's number one. Number two, the only time you're going to get any hard time for me is if you break agreements more than once, more than twice, I should say. So we had an agreement. We would make an agreement, especially if she didn't know nothing. And then the second after that, um, you know, then we'd have our agreement. And then if she made a mistake, uh, maybe you didn't quite understand it. So let me help you clarify this. <coughs> right? And then, the third, <laughs> and then the third time, no talking, just bunt with it. Mm-hmm. So they understood. It was clear. And, if I, and the only time that anything happened is when I kept my agreement, they loved that I kept my agreements. You know what I mean? And so um, uh, uh, the Cosby show, the reason I brought him up is because him and his wife, based on the structure of the show, they were, their highest aspiration for being in a relationship was about being parents and family members. That was the most important thing. That's almost what you ever saw. Once in a while, you mm-hmm. see her at the law firm being a lawyer. And once in a while, you saw him being a doctor. You saw him being a doctor more than you saw her as a, law, as a lawyer, but they had their separate lives. Like, he wanted to be a doctor. So she let him be a doctor. She didn't get in the way with that. She didn't have to have anything to do with the doctorhood because she wanted to be a lawyer. She went to college to be mm-hmm. a lawyer. So they had their life purpose, which was a little bit different from their highest aspiration for being together, for being in a relationship. Now, mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes your relationship, highest aspiration for your relationship will be the same. But mm-hmm. you, you need to know what that is. You need to know that. And you need to be able to, if, when you know that for you, then you can start seeing that in everyone else. Oh, he's not mm-hmm. about making a difference. Mm, I don't know. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So do you have any idea what your life's purpose is about? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, actually, it is about making a difference in the parenthood second. <laughs> I, <thought you> <laughs> I resist it. I resist. I got that. I know. I use a resistor, my sister. (laughs) (laughs) You can resist all you want. It's all right. (laughs) I don't want to keep resisting. I don't know why I do. Let me help you with that then. Let me give you this. You ready? Mm -hmm. uh, Growth is mandatory. Speed is optional. Mm. You're taking a slow road most of the time. <laughs> yeah. That's where the torture is at. I have a saying. I have a saying that I want to invite you to. You feel free to plagiarize. I got a saying. You ready? Mm-hmm. I cannot wait to find out how much smarter I'm going to be two weeks from now. Because that's where the growth is going to come from. Your your experience, your reading, your training, your listening, 
Mm-hmm. So your growth is going to come from your intelligence, among other places. Practice, because you got to learn how to surrender. Yeah. Speed is optional. <laughs> you get to say how fast it goes or slow. Mm-hmm. So I want to assert that uh, your life's purpose is about making a difference, too. And having kids is a part of it. Clearly, mm-hmm. I forget that you want to have children, so it's fine. You know, you should, you should have them. And you probably mm-hmm. want to make a difference with them. But you don't want to make a difference just with them. Yeah. So it would be useful for you to do that. So I'll tell you, for example, for myself, my life purpose is to weave people better than I found them. My life purpose is in a world of love and education. Mm. Love and actually love and enlightenment. Actually, I like to. I want my commitment is to enlighten people more so than just to inform them. That mm-hmm. their awareness is expanded such that they can't be the same person they were after dealing with me. Mm. You know, but I could be doing love through food or through fitness mm-hmm. or through writing. You know, or through plumbing. I can have love through all of that, you know what I mean? But my choice, my purpose, it seemed like the agreement I made before I was born is about enlightenment, enlightening people and informing them, using education as my way to have people get love. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good time now since, you know, we have the kind of world we're living in. I'm not trying to say anything. I'm not blaming anybody in particular. Can't, can't win. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyhow, so uh, you with me so far? Yes. Okay, good. What are you getting out of this? Um, that I have been unclear on who I really am mm-hmm. um, and what my life purpose is. And yeah. that I'm resisting actually owning that part of myself. Mm. Um, and... Yeah, it it makes sense why um, relationships don't work out that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, the most basic of fundamentals, the most fundamental of all the fundamentals, you know. Even if you knew how to charm them and all that other stuff, this would get in the way because it would be like, but you don't even know that you're not getting what you want. Bro, you know it. You just don't know what it is. So... <laughs> Okay, so uh, that's the first two of the five. Uh, Number three is you must have your must-have list. You must know what you must have in a relation. It's either you must have or you must have does not be there. So when I say must-have, it's like nothing personal. Like, for example, you need to be with somebody that wants to have kids because you want to have kids. That's a must-have, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, I do want to have kids. kids. Yeah, want to have kids and must have kids is two different things. So I'm checking. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> I, I might have to think about that. Good. 
Because if you don't think about it, then what will happen is you might be putting pressure on people who um, don't realize that you're putting pressure on them. Well, they can experience the pressure, but they don't know why you're putting the pressure on them to do something that's not as important as you think it is. And so now you have access to making them wrong when you're justified in making them wrong. You want to be clear about that. Mm-hmm. Good. Do we ask you this question? Boy, this is clearing up pretty fast. You got lots more to clear up with that. This is this is the fundamental stuff getting cleared up fast. Okay. So, um, yeah, you want to know if you must have because if you found a partner of your dreams but he didn't want to have kids, would you be okay with that? I think, I don't know, there's, there's like a baseline fear for me. Like I work in hospitals, I see people get older without kids. Mm-hmm. And um, like they have no one there for them. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if like my decision or choice is being skewed by fear. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something that I'm like, really desperate to to have like, as a need. Mm. Mm. Whoa. Wow, that's a um that's a powerful thing to become aware of. Yeah. It's very, very, very powerful. Think about it, let me know in the next session, you know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, it's funny. I know this, but I've never actually heard anybody tell me this. This is this is amazing. <laughs> you know, it's authentically amazing. It's like there's nothing wrong. It's just that if you don't know this, then you just set yourself up for failure again. Yeah. And I see it, like, with my, my parents. Like, they're getting older, and I know, like, family is so important in, like, the Korean culture. Yes. And, like, we are, like, without a doubt, my my mom and my dad will always be taken care of by my sister and I, mm-hmm. you know, like, no matter what. But, like, yeah. what happens when we get older and there's no one to take care of us? Yeah. And I see it all the time. So it's a genuine fear that I have. Yes. Yeah, the question is, is it a genuine desire? Because... As a dad, oh, my God, my kids, man, oh, my God, I loved it so, so much. And they taught me so much. It was such a joy. I never thought about how it was going to be when I was older, personally. Mm-hmm. It was it was always, oh, my God, my kids. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, like, it was a, yeah, go ahead. I do want that. And I know yes. that it is a genuine desire. I just also yes. don't know how much, like, I would be willing to sacrifice that if I had like the partner of my dreams, right. and also this wasn't like an underlying fear. Right. You need to get clear about that. There's something else you know you know about this stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great. So um, there's other types of must-haves or things to think about. So I'll share a couple of mine, okay? So that way it gives you a mm-hmm. sense of like yourself, something towards. 
you must have are things that you've been without in your relationships in the past that are unacceptable. It's like can't live without it. Doesn't matter who it is. I don't care. I can't handle it. It's not like a red flag list. It's not even a deal breakers list. It's like oxygen list. <laughs> it's an oxygen list. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so for example, for me, uh, one of mine is um, I can't be with a withholder. I can't be with somebody who don't tell me everything. I just I can't handle it. I just I, I know it. I've been with a few folks that's been like that. I can't stay around it, and I will not. I just I just I know how that goes. It mm-hmm. just puts too many barriers between us. It kills the intimacy. Can't handle it. Permanent. Out of all of the old model, out of all of the old model communication practices, that one is the most destructive. One. That's the one that kills relations more than anything else. Sometimes it kills more than cheating a lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can't handle that personally, I'm just, and I'm not going to. Did it? Tried it? Nah. Next. Um, another one is, you know, I know for a fact that me being in a, a romantic relationship, I can't be, I, listen, I'm not the neatest guy, but I know how to be neat. You know, I know how to organize, I know how to make a place beautiful, I know how to make it, oh, man, I know how to make a place, uh, artwork, furniture design, the whole thing. I know how to make an interior beautiful, but I don't want to do all the work. So like, I'll, make it as, as, I'll make it as neat and as free as possible. Um. And so, I, but I don't need to pick up my stuff every minute of every day, you know. Like I'll wash the dishes tomorrow, you know. I'm okay with that, you know. But what I don't want is somebody who's sloppier than me. Can't handle it. <laughs> I already know. I'm never gonna like it. That's a, that's like a must-have, you know. So like, either gonna have to have. Uh, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I can't. I know that that's gonna be like. <sighs> I can't because I ain't got time to be coming up behind that. I ain't got time for me dealing with her stuff. I just. I need somebody that's low maintenance or no maintenance because I'm too busy trying to make a difference in the world. I don't want to be dealing with maintenance, maintenance type of stuff, and uh, I can't be making a difference in the world because i got to deal with this uh, stuff over here. Just, just, come on, man, cut that out. If i got to hire this kid to take care of her, hand around, I'll do that, but I'm going to be annoyed that we even got to go there. You know, come on now. Grow up, damn it. <laughs> I'll be a feeling about it, you know. Um, <laughs> Um, I don't want to have no discussions, no upsets, no disagreements, no I got to twist my arm for sex. No. We just having sex when we have sex. That's it. I don't want to hear no BS. I don't want to hear no, I don't know if better. I don't want to use it against me. I don't want none of that. Just no. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you're physically unable, I accept that because it's yeah, you're physically unable. For <laughs> any, any other reason, I don't want to hear shit. As a matter of fact, you need to be coming after me once in a while, you know, like, Wake me up in the middle of the night, damn it, once in a while. You know, at least once a month, please. You know, and I don't want to tell you that. I want you to just kind of be wanting to do that because you can't resist, you know. So, you know, those are, those are some of the things that are like must-haves because I know when I did not have them, I couldn't handle the problem. I couldn't handle the relationship. So you need to know what your must-haves are. Um, just wait. So your must-have in regards to, like, sex, is that even in an upset yeah, I mean, listen, I'm okay with her being upset. Like, we had an argument, a disagreement. Now, you know, I'm not going to even try to get sex because we just had a disagreement, you know? Or we need to make it up kind of quick. I don't want sex to be, I don't want sex to have to be, to, to be um, uh, a problem in a relationship. I don't want it to be in the way of the relationship or, you know, a way to control the relationship or, no, 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 no. You know, I want, 
because my thing, my philosophy is, you know, you feel that way about it. I don't know how much you really enjoy the sex. Because if you really enjoy the sex, you don't want them getting away with it. And if I'm with somebody mm-hmm. that don't feel that way, wrong person. I ain't having those arguments. Nope, nope, nope. Mm-hmm. You want to have to? I actually prefer somebody who wants sex to have wants to have sex about ten percent more than I do. Yeah. <laughs> Chase me a little bit, just a little bit. Don't gotta chase me a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll surrender. I promise. I, you know. Okay, honey. I'll, I'll listen. And by the way, I'm I'm really good at, at uh, being chased and accepting being chased. I'm really good at that. Both my both my um, wives, my ex wives, they both um, uh, asked me to marry them. They both proposed to me, um, which is you know really awesome. Um, I just wish I knew how to choose better because uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'd still be married. Um, uh, you know, I was uh, anybody they uh, if they call me, I don't necessarily call them as much as they do, but they don't know it because when they call me, I re- I, I reward them with my happiness. Oh hi, how you doing? Now they're so happy that they call that they don't have a problem calling. They call whenever they feel like, whether I'm calling or not. So I know how to take care of somebody around like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's fun because mm-hmm. you know I'm taking care of the relationship while I'm taking care of them. You know. So, mm-hmm. but you, but you want to know what your must haves are. I, I both my my was, you know, I married them, and uh, they were not in my mind the prettiest woman I could have been around. But I, I accepted them for their quality and character more than looks. But I realized that I, I really need to have somebody that's just enjoy looking at. I got to do that. All right, well, Tony, you're breaking up a little bit. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, um. One of the things about my uh, relationship is that, you know, with both of my wives, I wasn't, uh, like, they were nice, but I carried, I chose them more because of their character, even mm-hmm. though I didn't know what I was getting into anyhow, uh, more so than their looks. But I, I, I know that I need to have somebody that's there. I just, I, like, my jaw drops when I look at her because, like, I, I, I discovered this after my second marriage. I, I really, I, I don't want to be with anybody that my mom was prettier than my wife. I just don't. My mom was like was drop dead gorgeous. My mother uh, was um, uh, like the tw- like Diana Carroll, Diane Carroll's twin. You know who Diane Carroll is? Mhm. Yeah. So um, my mom. Have you ever seen Julia, the, the TV show she was in in the sixties? Have you ever Google that? That's exactly how my mom looked. In, <laughs> right up until she. She passed away in uh, 1998 at age 57 with cancer, um, mm-hmm. which you know still is like ouch, right? But but uh, I think you wait a minute. Did you like my post? I wrote a post on that on Mother's Day. Mhm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was her. You know that that described you know about her, and it was my way of saying hey, hey happy Mother's Day, mom. But uh, yeah, she looked like Diane Carroll. I'm like. I can't be with somebody that my mother looked better than. That just, that just don't work for me, you know? And I didn't realize it until after my second marriage. <laughs> but, um, that's where I'm at right now, so that's, that's important to me. Um, mm. Those are like must-haves. If I don't have them, I'm not going to give her a hard time, but it's like it just the relationship just ain't going to be as enjoyable. At least I don't think so. I'm, I'm willing to be shocked, but I know that's a must-have, so I'm not even going to pretend. So mm-hmm. you want to know what your must-haves are because if you don't know what your must-haves are, then you don't know you're setting yourself up problems later. Yeah. So, make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. <clears throat> I don't need to know what yours are, but you need to know what yours are because otherwise you'll accept something and be mad later that you accepted it. How, and here's how you identify your must-haves. You ready? Mm-hmm. 
you look at your relationships over the last 10 years and look at the things that you did not get that you really needed to have or look at the things that you got that you really hated getting. And it's impersonal. Like, it doesn't matter who it is. I need to have this. It's like oxygen in your, for your lungs. It's like gas for the car to run. Like, it's like oil for the engine to keep moving smoothly. It's like needs, operational, structural needs, not like, you know, emotional whims that we call needs. Does that communicate? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm making you think. This is good because <laughs> people don't know that they don't know who they are. All right, next. Uh, the five love languages. Uh, do you know what your love languages are? I used to think that it was um, quality time and physical touch. Yep. But um, I'm thinking that, like, it's more acts of service now and mm. quality time. Mm. Okay. You know what? You might be right. I know touch is in there because I don't heard you talk about it enough without saying anything that touch is important to you. Mm-hmm. That's what you talk about your boyfriend you had for a bunch of years, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but I thought it was uh, words of affirmation. I would have guessed yeah. words of affirmation. Because, yeah. you know, you like being in communication. I don't like withholders. <laughs> That's true. Um. <laughs> yeah, you don't be in communication because you're scared to confront people and, you know, I don't know where that comes from, but uh, but I always thought that you know if somebody's not talking to you is like drives you crazy, you know. Uh, yeah, that does drive me crazy a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but my last boyfriend, the one that I just had, who is from Landmark, mm-hmm. um, like I would, like I ended up doing all of these things, like cooking, cleaning, like. Mm. doing everything and like Mm -hmm. I asked him I was like you know I'm starting to feel a little unappreciated and like it would just be nice if you could show me in little ways that you Mm -hmm. like appreciate me and he was Mm -hmm. like like what and I was like I don't know you could like leave me a note (laughs) um or you could like cook me dinner once in a while or like Mm. do the dishes after I cook or buy me flowers once in a while, a flower, mm. something, <laughs> anything. Um, mm-hmm. And he was just, like, so resistant to it. And, like, I realized mm. that, like, somebody who just doesn't give back to me in any sort of way just makes me not want to give to them at all. Yes. Okay. Got it. So you should work that out for yourself. Touch me clear about it. I don't know if that's first or second, but... Um, uh, but you 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 want to find out what your your top three are. You want to know, so maybe it top is three. you know yeah maybe it is touch and actual service and and time spent. But I don't think it's time spent. Maybe it is. I know that you enjoy your time spent with your boyfriend, but I'm thinking it's touch, words of and affirmation, it, and actual service. Yeah. Isn't it yeah. also supposed to be different for how I give love and how I like to receive love? I, I was under the impression that it was like the way you give and the way you receive is the same thing. Yeah? Um, like you, I, like you, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Someone told me that it could be different. 
Interesting. I never heard that one. But, you know, feel free to examine that, you know? Because mm. I definitely love to give love in terms of, like, acts of service. And, okay. like, um, and I do like to get that back now. I'm <laughs> noticing that as a missing. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe um, touch and acts of service is your thing because you are a nurse after all. You know? <laughs> maybe touch and acts of service is that, then, you know, either words of affirmation or time spent is third. Mm-hmm. Actually, you don't really need to talk that much. I mean, you like sweet talk, but you don't really need to. You don't need <laughs> to be talking. I just got that, really, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Touch, access service, time spent, and then you got to figure out access service or time spent. I think time spent is third. Mm. Yeah, I think but so. See, yeah, so you want to know this for yourself because if you get somebody who's not that, how's it going to work for you? Yeah. You know what I mean? But when you got the right person, you won't even notice that is the right because it's going so smoothly you don't even notice that it's not that it is going smoothly it feels like mm-hmm. automatic natural you know yeah you know the the best part about knowing the, the, the five love languages is by knowing when um, your partner has it different and you want to take care of them anyhow mm-hmm. you know what I mean yeah. so like for me for me, first uh, the first one, I was surprised to find out the first one is uh, words of affirmation for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, t- and touch the second. As a matter of fact, they go together for me. So, you know, when I'm looking for my ideal partner, I'm looking for somebody who wants to make a difference in transforming the planet through love and education. So, unless, I, unless that's happening, I'm going to wait. You know, I'm, I'm, I've, been, I've been around a block quite a few block times. I can wait. I'm, I'm patient. I, I don't want to have to wait, but I am not making no more uh, mistakes in judgment in terms of who I'm going to be with. Because the one I get this time, she ain't going away. She's on lockdown. Sorry, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and she better be able to handle the love, the love that I can, that, that I'm going to be, that, you know, that I'm going to be dropping on her. Because uh, not only do I have the love, but I know how to drop it. So <laughs> she better be able to handle it. So, but uh, <laughs> one of my, I know one of my favorite things is going to be, we're going to be brainstorming because I'm a creative. Uh, we're gonna brainstorm and we're gonna have these aha moments, mm-hmm. and and then I'm gonna be like, you know what? That was so exciting. Go on, that's how it's gonna go with me. I know that. So, <laughs> we're gonna create. <laughs> we're gonna do some amazing things. We're gonna learn some new stuff. Create a new workshop, something, and then somewhere in the, in the time period, my body's gonna be like, grab her, and then that's what we're gonna do. You know, <laughs> words of affirmation go straight into touch. That's how it's gonna go with me, and. um I want somebody that want that I want the same thing because <laughs> <laughs> celebrate celebrate our brilliance and uh, uh, intellectual brilliance by uh, uh, by um, blending our bodies together in, in enjoyment. You know that's 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 Tony Rick. That's how it's gonna go. Uh, if she don't want to mm-hmm. do that, she better come up with something equally as exciting. You know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that I can be excited about. So mm-hmm. anyhow. So, um, you know, I think we got your love languages clear, but you need to get them clear. So, you know, what you could do is look online and, um, you know, read, uh, look at the, uh, take the test or, 
Or, um, yeah, you can take the test. I was going to say, just look at some videos. But, yeah, go take the test and look at some videos. What the heck, you know? Um, mm. That way you can be clear. But I know mine is words of affirmation, touch, acts of service. And acts of service is like, it's nice. It's all right. You know, I like it better than the other two. Time spent is, you know, it's all right. But, you know, as long as we, if we ain't communicating or we ain't touching, then what are we doing? <laughs> That's how it is for me. So I'm clear. I'm, I'm clear about mine. And gifts. Oh, it's Christmas. Christmas birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's the only time I care about them. You know, I don't care otherwise. You know? um, yeah. Hey, wow, wow, wow. You gave me a gift. Oh, okay, good. Let's go talk. Yeah, but that's me. I already know that. So, <laughs> so now the fifth, the fifth of the five things is, uh, and it's seven thirty-eight. We'll be fine. We're on, we're good on time. I just want to let you know that, right? Okay. So, um. So the fifth of the five things is understanding the principles you live your life by. So um, your assignment, by the way, is going to be that you create your must-have list. Okay. You want to identify that. You've got to know that. You can't, I mean, like I said, you know, growth is mandatory, speed is optional, but you want to know this one. So don't, don't be messing around on it. And then the second one is going to be what I'm about to talk to you about, which is the principles that you live your life by. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I, I actually got conscious to, of this particular thing um, when I was on Team One in 2007. So I was sitting in a mm-hmm. communication course, uh, Access of Power. It was a Saturday. Somebody came in and shared. It was Saturday, Sunday. But it was an afternoon. He came in and he shared. Oh, it must have been a Sunday. Okay, now clear it out. So Sunday, Sunday afternoon. He came in from the break, and they shared about you know the conversation that they was having. And this lady gets up, and Carla L. Feld Smith was leading. And she gets, this lady gets up in the front of the room, she starts sharing, there's a line behind her, and and then she says a sentence, and, like, the room shifted. People got misty-eyed. You heard, oh, oh, like that. Like, you know, you've seen that happen before, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody shares, and all of a sudden, everybody in the room is touched, moved, and it's by it. You know, yeah. they're crying or whatever, right? And this lady did that. And I was like, wow. You know, it, it, I was conscious of that it felt like love ran in the door as soon as she finished the sentence. Like, wow. And I and I, I, I remember writing that down, what it was, that I heard her sharing. Like, wow, it's amazing. And, um, and then I started listening throughout the weekend. I heard a couple more qualities of character that had love show up. And by the end of my team one, I had identified 58 qualities of character that when those qualities show up, love runs in the door. And I actually had a newsletter and I had an article, a uh, column in my newsletter. It was called the ABCs of love. And what I would do, what I did was I took some of those qualities of character and I would describe the, the, the thing I would you know use a definition how it shows up how to use it and blah 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 and um, and then you know like these qualities had love show up and so that's why I call it ABCs anyhow um, we as human beings live who we are being as human beings is a principle so what landmark says you know um, uh, you know, uh, create, what's the possibility you're creating for yourself in your life? And then when you create this possibility, you don't share it with others because uh, pos- uh, uh, um, transformation is 
enrolling someone else in the possibility you created for yourself in your life, such that they are touch moved and inspired by that possibility. Mm-hmm. Or, right? Or I think it's enrollment is, right? Sharing, right? But what it is is that, like, once you get your possibility, go share it with others. So it's not mm-hmm. you by yourself with it, right? Mm-hmm. But now they, there's another step to it that they don't say, and you ain't never going to hear them say because they're not conscious of it, which is that it's not that it's not that um, you're creating a realm of possibility for yourself in your life. Each principle, love, empathy, possibility, responsibility, attention, accountability, these qualities of character are principles that are like a radio station. You're only going to get what's on that radio station. You know, you listen to a classical radio station, you only hear classical music. You listen to a country western station, you're only going to hear country western music, right? You listen, mm-hmm. you, you, you step in the principle of patience. Only thing that's going to show up is things that are related to patience. You step in a love zone, all you're going to experience is love some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. And so you actually have quite a few or, or a few principles that you already live in your life by. You may not know it. Mm-hmm. But you need to know it because, when you know, so one of the things that happens in the land was they say, hey, create yourself. But the way they tell you how to create it is as if the, the, the possibility is going to make you versus you living from the possibility. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm creating this possibility. I hope, it, I, hope, I hope I get a possibility out of it. I hope it does something to me. I hope it fixes me. Yay. As opposed to, <laughs> am I, as opposed, right? I mean, really, right? Yeah. As opposed, as opposed to, am I being my possibility? Am I using my possibility as my standard of measure? Am I using my possibility as my um, quality control tool to have me still to be who I am? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm going to send you in the email um, this list of possibilities, of not possibilities, of principles. Uh, I call it principles that support love and relationships. So you're going to see... Uh, uh, somewhere about 70, um, 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 60. Yeah, like, like I got 77 principles that have love present. And then I've got uh, let's see, 45, 60, 60 principles that have love run away, that don't support love. So I want you to create a list identify this and recognize the principles that you actually do live your life by. So I know, for example, so I know, for example, for myself, I live from love, generosity, curiosity, wisdom, responsibility, clarity, accuracy, workability, probably two or three more. But those are the principles that I live my life by. Um, And I'm constantly looking to see, am I living from this? There's a, comment, there's a question that I learned from uh, Neil Donald Walsh. He's the guy that created Conversation with God. You familiar with that book series? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in there, he's, he got a question. God gave him this question, which is, what would love do now? Mm. Awesome question. Yes. What would love do now? And so you can ask what would love do now? What would clarity do now? What would complete work do now? 
and you could identify your principles, and then you could see, use that question to teach you how to maintain those principles because principles are the only thing that don't change. When people are 20 and they're 70 and they have lived their life and they're a different person, they're different in their expression. They're not different by who they are. Mm-hmm. Because if a person is loving, they may not know they're loving when they're 20, but when they finally figure out when they're 50, they've been loving the whole time. They just didn't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you look at some people that's had that's uh, been uh, well-known for uh, uh, reinventing themselves, like Madonna, mm-hmm. like uh, George, do you remember George Foreman? Mm-hmm. The boxer? Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he he massively reinvented himself, but he was always yeah. the same guy. But he was always the same guy, though. He just a new, you saw a new expression of who he was, a grander expression of who he was. But he's still the same guy, you know. So inside, he just showed up differently. And so, if, when you're print, living a principle-centered life, doesn't matter what you're doing, you're always doing the same thing. You're always being you. Mm. Make sense. Mhm. Yeah. So um, I want to I want to I want to sing to you real quick. I I don't know the last time I did this one of my customers want to sing to you real quick. There's a song. <laughs> There's a song from 1970. It's a one-hit wonder group. It's called Charles Watts and the 103rd Street Band. You should look them up. And they had a song. The song was called Express Yourself. Uh, maybe you heard it because it was a hot song. Express uh, Yourself. So, you don't never need help with nobody else. All you got to do now, express yourself. Now, here's the point. Here's the, the part I will make you want to sing it. It's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing when you're doing what you look like you're doing. Express yourself. When I first heard that, I was like, what the hell did he just say? <laughs> the music was so cool. But when I said that, I was like, what did he just say? I had to listen. I had to keep listening to the songs and I knew all the lyrics. I just had to because that song was like, yo, man, that was a, mouth, that was a, that was a tongue twister. I'm going to say it slower. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not what you look like when you're doing what you're doing. It's what you're doing. When you're doing what you look like you're doing, express yourself. What he's saying is, no matter what it looked like you're doing, if you're operating from your principles, you're expressing yourself. Even if you have to change the way you do stuff, if you're being true to your principles, you're always expressing yourself. You're always being true to who you are. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the song, the song he got another tongue twister in there. I don't want to spoil it for you if you ever want to see it. And listen to it on YouTube. <laughs> All right. So anyhow, um, so that is um, that's how you need to know yourself. Those are the things you need to know about yourself. You need to know your highest aspiration for being in a relationship. You need to know your highest aspiration for your life, your life purpose. You need to know what your must-have list is, your love languages, and the principles you live your life by. Now, once you know that, part two is you want to know how to choose a partner wisely. This will be quick. It won't mm-hmm. take that long. 
So um, I've identified there's 10 things you need to do to know about in choosing a partner wisely. Now, the rest of this program, by the way, is going to give you information around um, the, the other problems, like understanding gender differences, understanding managing emotions and all that other stuff. And you're going to use those as additional tools for being able to identify somebody for you, choosing a partner wisely. Uh, but but you, you need to start with this. In addition to what I've already shared with you, which you'll now be able to see in other people because they are, um, how do I say, because um, you can see that part of them in you, you want to know this list. It's pretty quick. It won't take long. So um, the first of the ten things that you want to know in choosing a partner wisely, and you're going to get this list, by the way, is uh, uh, having a unified purpose which is, you know, him knowing his highest aspiration for being in a relationship with yours. So you want to be on the same page. You, you want to live, be living the same life. The second thing is that you both know yourselves completely, um, completely meaning, you know, relatively speaking, you know yourself. Uh, you don't know how you're going to feel about something new tomorrow, but you know who you are and you know you'll be able to adapt because you know you live your life by principles. Second thing. So um, the third thing is... Uh, and life is far better with them in your life than without them, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like you're trying to make your life better, just that your life gets better. What was the first one, Tony? A unified purpose. Unified like, purpose. Yeah, highest, the same highest aspiration for being in a relationship is what that really means. Mm-hmm. Now, you can be messing around and have fun in the meantime with somebody who's not, if you want to take it serious, you want to have that. You, you, missing that is just sabotage. It's like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. You're about to hit the iceberg, but you don't know it yet because you can't see the iceberg. <laughs> uh, second is, uh, all right now, second is uh, both partners notice us completely. Like you know yourself. You know, you know yourself a lot better than you did before this call started. Mm-hmm. Um, so third is uh, life is far better with them than without them. Uh, number four, five, and six. Um, number four, five, and six are qualities of character. These are some principles. You want uh, somebody who's forgiving, somebody who's generous, and someone who's loving. Loving is um, interesting because, um, you know, loving could look like charming or sweet. No, you want somebody that's 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 conscious of what it means to be loving. What that could look like is they're willing to be patient. They're willing to be uh, generous, but generous is a separate thing. I mean, love could, love could, generosity could come out of love. Generosity stands on its own to some degree. But okay. um, lovingness is uh, someone who um, is coming from a, actually a pretty high point of, point of view, coming from a pretty high perspective, level of consciousness even. Like, they're just not going to be as much of a jerk as you would think. They're just Mm going to be a lot more understanding, um, a lot more patient, a lot more creative, a lot more of a stand, you know, because that's what love does. Love doesn't care about anything except for what it loves, you know? And so you want somebody who's actually loving, not that they love you. Like, you see how they treat other people and they're loving to everybody. You know what I mean? You want to look for that. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's that's those that's four, five, and six: forgiveness, generosity, loveliness. Number seven: having the same love languages is pretty obvious, but you still need to make sure of that. Um, can it not Monday. work? Can it? Sorry, can a relationship not work between people who have different love languages? It can. You just need to be conscious of it on a regular basis and acknowledge each other for taking care of each other's love languages. You can do that. Okay. If that's the only thing missing, then, you know, go to work on that and put in structures to make it work. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that, but I can see why somebody would. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. and, and reason, here's the reason why I say that. There's five love languages and seven billion people on the planet. You know, like, not that many people are going to – it's enough people that will have your love languages. And I totally get it. Yeah. So knowing the love language is, is just as powerful as um, having the same love languages. But I recommend having the same love languages. But you're right; you could do it. You don't need it. That's not mandatory, but you should look for it anyhow. Mm-hmm. Or you should at least know what theirs are. You know. Yeah. Make it easy for yourself. You know. So um, number eight, uh, great flex. <laughs> There's no there's no substitute for that, you know. <laughs> what is it? Sorry. Great, great sex. Oh, great sex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know about any of your substitutes for that. I got none. You know. <laughs> Ask God to write me. I don't have one for that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Number nine, treating each other like like family. Mm. So what that looks like is, you know, how you and your sister are never going to not be sisters. Mhm. Yeah, you want to be with somebody who's never not going to be with you. Yeah. Like you see your mother and father. Like you understand divorce now, yeah. but they're still they're still mom and dad. Like come on, y'all, y'all come on, y'all family now, right? Mhm. You know, if, if if they're as fortunate as I hope that they are, they still look at each other like they're dating each other to some degree, even though they're never going to let each other go but there's still the element of dating. Like, they remember when they did not know each other. Mm-hmm. But you you want a true, you want a partner who you both treat each other like, there's no back doors. What are you talking about? It's us, period. Mm-hmm. In the story. So you want that. And then the last piece you're looking for is someone who knows how to be a great partner. Partnership. So um, there is um, friendship, relationship, Companionship, partnership. Friendship is, hi, we know each other. Relationship is, hey, we get along with each other. We can relate to each other. Companionship is, yeah, we're so together. We're actually, you know, as one. Partnership is, we know how to work together. Mm. So you need to know how to work together. You need to have somebody who knows how to provide partnership, who knows how to be a partner. And then you also need to know how to be a partner. Mm-hmm. Right, so let me, let me say them again. Uh, there's a friendship, relationship, companionship, partnership. And they're all ships <laughs> that, you, that, you're <laughs> navi- that, that, that you're navigating, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that's it. That's, you want to look for those qualities in your partner. And um, you find those qualities in your partner, um, there's a, I want to say between these things here, in addition to your, your, um, 
having the same highest aspiration for being in a relationship and knowing who you are, man, <laughs> it's hard. It'd be hard for that to not work. Mm-hmm. You know, now you still got to know the other stuff. But even if you just had this session, you got nothing else. And you actually put this into practice and you learn this and you, you know, let it get in your DNA. Just what we talked about today would be enough to get you in a relationship of your dreams with a partner of your dreams. <laughs> but fortunately, there's more. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, so you got any uh, comments, questions, feedback about the, this session? Because sometimes, for example, you know, sometimes I talk too much or people can feel overwhelmed with this information here. So I'm checking in to see, you know, how the session was for you. So. Um, no, I thought like the content and the quality of the content is spot on. Um, mm. I found myself resisting some parts because a lot of this is like, you know how like Landmark says, like when you're pointing the finger out, like you have three fingers pointing back at you. <laughs> Yeah, how is that possible? And so <laughs> I'm like, wow, there's a lot of work that I need to do. Um, yeah. 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 So okay. part of me is like really resisting, um, feeling like I don't know my highest aspiration in life or that it has to be this like super grand thing, like, like I'm going to save the universe and like things that just feels... <laughs> Like, it's, like, I can't say something like that, but it can be something that's more profound and simple in terms of, like, just everyday interactions. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I keep thinking that, like, I need to be this fantastic superwoman if I'm going to have somebody who's just going to, like, want to love me for who I am. Yeah. Got it. What's your uh, point of view and unanswerable question again? Uh, that I'm not good, I'm bad, or that the world is dangerous. And mm. um, my unanswerable question is, am I unlovable? And are you unlovable? Is that what the question is? Really? Am I unlovable? Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Okay, cool. All right. So, um, listen, it's a real pleasure. I really could get that you was getting it. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, I, I not only got that you were getting, but I got that you were appreciating it, and it was like making a difference over there with you. So uh, I'm grateful that you finally texted me. I'm sure when you texted me, you was not thinking I was going to call you or we was going to be talking today. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad that you did. And I'm like, me too. yeah, yeah, this is awesome. So um, when do you want to have the next session? Oh, um, hmm. I'm off um, Tuesday and Friday. I'm free. Okay. Uh, Tuesday, I'm going to be tied up. I got lots of calls on Tuesday, but Friday works. Okay. What so, time uh, works for you? Uh, I'm pretty flexible, really. So um, you let me know. You like mornings, afternoons, and evenings. Uh, can we do like noon? Does that work? Yep. Yep. All right. Locked in noon. There you go. Okay. Awesome. Thank you for letting me make a difference with you. I'm so honored. You have no idea. Thank you so much, Tony.
Yeah. And by the way, any, anybody else having some awesome relationship issues, send them to me, damn it. I most certainly will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, um, and when you get a chance, when you get a chance, tell mm-hmm. Sophia, tell Sophia we started working together. I'm not telling Sophia. Oh, I already told her. her. Oh, already you did say? I sent her a text right after we got off the phone. Oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, the next time me and her talk, you won't be about this. So, awesome. All right. Very cool, my <laughs> dear. Talk to you Friday. Unless you need, and if you okay. need me anytime, I'm available, okay? Okay. Thank you talk so much, you Tony. Okay. Right. Bye. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.